You are listening to Messy in the Middle, the show here to help you navigate the messy blend that is life and business today. I'm your host, Haley Johnson, and my guests and I are here to dish out all the hot takes, big wins, and seriously messy moments that come with being an entrepreneur. So grab another cup of coffee, you know you want to, and let's get into it. I won't write for clients without a messaging guide, and today I'm going to tell you why. But before I get into that, we should probably talk about what a messaging guide is, because in a lot of ways, it feels like it's just a buzzword, and it can really be so much more than that and so much more valuable than that. So I want to get into what a messaging guide is, what a messaging guide needs to be in order to be useful, at least for me, and why you should consider getting a messaging guide done even if you plan to hire another copywriter to actually do your copy for your business. So a little bit of backstory, I guess, before we get into what a messaging guide actually is, is a lot of times I come across job ads or people looking for not a whole copy project, but they want a copywriter's eye on a specific piece of copy or a web page or something like that. And on one hand, this annoys me because I'm like, well, if you want a copywriter, but you don't want the copywriter to do it the way the copywriter would do it, then don't hire a copywriter. But as a business owner, I get it because a lot of these big full-out copy projects are very expensive. And sometimes you can understand why they're that expensive and sometimes you can't. So if you need a piece of copy that you don't need, you know, market research and seven rounds of revision and hours and hours of work to create this package that the copywriter has created, well, then you don't want to spend that money and that totally makes sense. But if you want a copywriter to be able to efficiently get down to the core of your brand and create copy that fits in with the rest of your marketing suite, you're probably going to need a messaging guide. And this is something that a lot of copywriters offer in that bigger package. And this is, I think, why some of those bigger packages cost what they do. And it's because a really solid messaging guide can save you so much money and so much time down the line because it provides such a good framework for where to get started. But what the hell is a messaging guide, right? (laughs) Like... Even a lot of times on these packages and in these processes where we talk about, you know, your 30-page message and brand voice guide or, you know, all of these examples or all of these words to help you figure out the voice and tone and how your brand sounds, if you're not a copywriter, that might not make sense to you. And so the big selling point of a messaging guide is probably going to be a little bit lost. So here I want to talk about what I think is important to have in a messaging guide as like a bare bones to help any copywriter, myself, someone on your team, even you, write better copy for your company. 
because once you get that messaging guide right, oh, everything else just comes together so seamlessly. Quick side tangent. I worked with a client on a messaging guide because they didn't have the resources to hire a full copy project for their website. So we worked together on a messaging guide. And then they came back to me once they had their website put together for just like a quick audit to see like how it, you know, all flows together and everything like that. And with the exception of like a few minor like formatting and like nitpicky things, I had no feedback because they were taking the content and the, you know, common phrases and the values and the way that we talk about things that were woven throughout their messaging guide and were able to use them to create their website copy in such a seamless way that like they basically didn't have to write anything. They just had to like creatively copy and paste. And that might sound like a cop out to copywriters out there. Maybe if you're thinking like, well, if I just create a messaging guide and you just copy paste it, then like why even bother having a copywriter? But the point is that the messaging guide lays this foundation so that it's so clear who your company is, what your company stands for, how your company speaks about themselves, about their target market and like all of that. It's just so ridiculously clear that if you use that as a springboard to create other pieces of content, it's all going to sound like you and it's all going to sound awesome. So that's my little love letter to a well-constructed messaging guide. And if you want to know what a well-constructed messaging guide looks like, we're going to dive into that today. If you don't feel like listening to this, but you still want a well-constructed messaging guide, you can hire me. Just go to hayleyajohnson.com contact, fill out the form, and we can get started working on your messaging guide. But shameless plug aside... <laughs> What's a messaging guide? A messaging guide provides context. Who the company is, what they do, what sets them apart in the form of mission, vision, values, value proposition, and positioning statement. Those are like the core things that I include in a messaging guide. And if they are understood well enough by the representative from the company that you're working with, whether that's you as a service provider or a marketing person in a larger company, you know, whoever you're working with, if they understand the company and are able to have a conversation with the copywriter to express that understanding through the mission, vision, values, value proposition, and positioning statement, then the messaging guide is going to come together and it's going to be amazing. And it's just, it's going to be great. So if you want to follow along, I'm actually going to link in the show notes the messaging guide template that I use as a starting off point for all of my clients. So it's not like a super in-depth tutorial of any sort, but it is a breakdown of, you know, brand name, tagline, sub name, sub tagline, and then some fill in the blanks for mission, vision, values, value prop etc. So I am going to have that linked in the show notes. I'll just create a URL right now. It'll be hayleyejohnson.com slash guide. And you'll be able to go if you're listening to this right now. It 
is free. <laughs> and if you're listening to this, you know, six months, a year down the line, I may turn this into a more robust paid product, but the URL will be the same, haleyejohnson.com slash guide. And so if you go to that URL, you'll put in your email, you'll be able to access the Google Doc template. And so we'll start at the top with company, brand name, tagline, sub-brand name if, if applicable, and tagline if applicable. So you'll start out with just the name of your company, your brand, etc. So for me, for example, it's just Haley. And our tagline is marketing that feels good for people who do good. And the purpose of having this at the messaging guide is just so that it's like at the top, at the forefront, kind of sets the tone for the whole thing. And is there as a reference for anyone you bring on to do any kind of writing for your company so they know this is the brand, this is the tagline. And then the example for any like sub brands or sub taglines could be um, if you have a signature product and a signature tagline that goes with that product, if you have, you know, I could technically do this with Haley as the company and brand and then Propagy as the sub brand. Um, and then if we had a tagline for Propagy, that would be how that can tie together. But this is really just to set the tone and have it be super clear from the top, like whose messaging guide this is and what the most important things to know about the brand are. And then we get into the mission statement. And the mission statement is something that a lot of clients come to me really struggling with, like they have one, but they don't like it. And it's mostly because a lot of the formatting conventions and recommendations that we get for mission statements kind of suck. Um, so what we have in this guide is a super simple two verb target audience to goal of company. So you can fill that in super simply with your target audience if you want to help them, support them, guide them, whatever, and then whatever the goal of your company is. So for me, it's helping values-driven service providers create marketing that feels good. Like it definitely ties back into that tagline. And this is where your messaging guide is actually going to start serving you as a messaging guide. So if you're working on your mission statement and you come up with like a really awesome sounding soundbite or like piece of language and you don't have a tagline, you can pull that up and use it in your tagline. You can then restructure your mission statement so that they don't sound identical or you can use them, you know, as being very similar. The big thing that I think it's important for clients, people, you to remember as we're going through these messaging guide documents is that as much as this is supposed to drive public content, this is an internal document. So if you've got the same pieces of language in your mission statement, some of your values, part of your value proposition, if like one thing sounds clunky, but all of the words are really at the core of what you do, it's okay because you don't have to use every piece of your messaging guide together all the time. So that's something to keep in mind kind of starting from the top. But then as we go through the entire process, we're going to keep circling back and checking in like, how does this feel with the mission statement? Are we connecting all the dots we want to connect? Are we touching on all the points of the company that we want to touch on? So that is where we are right now. 
So after you've got your mission statement, either you've filled in just two verb target audience goal of company, or you've zhuzhed it up a little bit to make it sound a little bit more fancy or on brand or whatever, here's kind of where you're deciding what on brand means. Then we can get to the company vision. And I just have warm Ipsum text for the company vision because there are so many ways to create a company vision statement. And they all sound kind of silly, <laughs> personally. So I just use the prompt of what would the world look like if you achieve your mission? So if you are able to accomplish what you want to accomplish in your company mission, what does that look like for the world? And a lot of times this turns into kind of like word vomiting a bunch of stuff and then pulling out those key pieces and coming up with a clear vision statement. But this is another situation where like it doesn't need to be too specific. So a lot of times we think about okay, well, if every values-driven service provider had marketing that felt good for them, that would mean that every values-driven service provider is able to grow their company to achieve X, Y, and Z, and the world would be a better place because of LMNOP. Like, no, that's not the point. Some of the most, like, revered or, like, well-known companies have super simple vision statements, like... Like Nike is a super common company that people just refer to for marketing examples because everyone knows Nike, Nike, everyone knows the tagline, just do it. So like the Nike vision statement, for example, is we see a world where everybody is an athlete united in the joy of movement. So it's very simple in the overall goal, but it's still very clear that it's related to Nike. A better example of connecting a mission statement to a vision statement is actually going to be with LinkedIn. So the LinkedIn mission is connect the world's professionals to make them more productive and successful. So that very much aligns with the structure that we have in our template to verb, to connect, target audience, the world's professionals, to make them more productive and successful, the goal of the company, make people more productive and successful in their work. And then if you get into the LinkedIn company vision, it is to create economic opportunity for every member of the global workforce. So beyond that mission of finding connection, building productivity and success, we have the bigger picture of that. So if the world's professionals are able to be more productive and successful, what does that look like globally? It looks like economic opportunity for every member of the global workforce. So it's like, what is the impact of your mission? That is the vision of your company. But again, this is something that like, especially if you create your own messaging guide and you are familiar with the why behind everything, you can change and tweak the way this sounds as things go. Like if you come up with a mission statement and you have a vision and six months, a year down the line, you realize like your vision doesn't connect to your mission the way that you wanted it to, you can change it. You're in control of that. So then we get into my favorite part of these messaging guides, which is values. So we talk about values a lot when we have people starting companies for the first time, especially when we're like looking at marketing, but I don't think that we, and when I say we, I mean 
yes, copywriters, but also just like the business profession or like industry as a whole, I don't think we do a really good job of doing something with our values. So what I do in these messaging guides is we have a section for values and I leave space for up to five values. You can have more than that. You can have less than that. I usually try to stick with three to five um, because after that you can find that things are starting to get really repetitive. Um, A lot of times I'll ask people what their values are and they'll give me this list of like 10 things and I'm like, okay, one, three, and seven are literally synonyms. Um, You know, two and five are opposites. Like what are we going to do with this and how can we take this information to create a value set and an explanation that drives the mission and vision of your company, makes sense for you as a person, as a service provider, as a business owner, and supports your clients and their goals and their success in your field. So the way we break down values is we have the word itself, the definition, and then the company meaning. And I started doing this breakdown with the definition and the company meaning about a year ago when I realized that sometimes a client would tell me what one of their values was and I would like go and be all ready to talk about it. And they're like, no, that's not the the version of the word that I meant. And so now we include the definition because we are able to be super clear with what we mean by that word. And then the company meaning is like how that word helps drive our interactions with our team members, our interactions with our clients, our interactions with our marketing, our interactions with the world. So when we start with a value like honesty, well, if you look up the definition of honesty, it is the quality of being honest, which isn't super helpful. So if you break it down a little bit further, you get honest. Well, I still want honesty to be the value. But if you look at the definition of honest, we have free of deceit and untruthfulness, sincere. And sincerity is a really important part of how I want to run my business, how I want to do my marketing, how I want to engage with my clients. And free of deceit and untruthfulness is a really good match for that. So under honesty in my values, I will have definition, free of deceit and untruthfulness, sincere. And then from there, we talk about the company meaning. So what does honesty as a value mean at Haley E. Johnson at Propagy? So our answer, our explanation for this is in combination with respect, which is another one of our values, honesty helps us keep our other values in check. We value compassion, we value humility, we value ambition, but honesty and respect help us stay honest with ourselves when it comes to our capacity for work within the business. What can we actually handle? What can we actually take on and do with the best of our ability? We are honest with one another right now. Our team is only two, but we've been up to six at one point. And whenever we bring on people to collaborate with us, we embrace our values with them as well. So we are honest with one another when it comes to which clients 
marketing tools and projects we take on and if we think we can truly serve and support them. And we're honest with our clients, even if we risk saying the wrong thing, because for us, that value of honesty and sincerity that drives our actions is more important than protecting egos and even our bottom line. If our client comes to us with an idea that we don't think is going to work or that we don't think is in line with their own values, their own strategy, you know, whatever, we value the honesty of telling them point blank, truthfully, why we don't think that that's the right move, because that is how we operate out of integrity and that is how we can further our goals of the business. We can't do that if we just say yes to everything that comes our way. So that is how you can explain a value within your messaging guide. And if you take the time to then go through and kind of zhuzh it up a bit and make it sound fancy, you can get some really awesome sound bites out of that to use throughout the rest of your marketing. So multiply that. It's like, I don't know, a five sentence little piece about one value. Multiply that by five and you've got a lot of little bits and pieces of really amazing copy to pull from when planning out other areas of your marketing. Following our values, we have your value proposition and positioning statement, which are two very like Mad Libby fill in the blanks parts of this messaging guide that are kind of like two different ways of saying the same thing. So your value proposition is company name offers a descriptive approach to thing company does that promotes differentiating factors to desired result for target market and impact of that desired result. So this is a place where you can really jam in a lot of, I don't want to say jargon, but a lot of like the technical reasons why you do what you do or how you do what you do or what it does to support the people you work for. Because this value proposition, unless you get like a really tight sentence that sounds amazing and you want to put it everywhere, no one has to see this. So it can be a great place to put in all of the nuts and bolts and everything but the kitchen sink that maybe you wanted to put into your mission statement. And then bits and pieces of that statement can help to inform your other copy elsewhere. Similarly, the positioning statement kind of shows how your company does what it does better than other companies without saying it. So for target market who need result offered by company, company name is the thing company does that will give target market the result of solution offered by company in order to feel impact of result. Again, it's very clunky. It's very like each of these brackets that you'll fill in with your own information is going to be like three, four plus. Sorry, Roxy is really living her best jingly life over here. You know, each of those brackets is going to be three or four words. So this is going to be something that might not sound good. You might not want to put it everywhere, but it's going to really boil down the essence of like who you are and what you do and make it really easy to pull out bits and pieces for use in other copy. Finally, we get down to what I think a lot of people think of when they think of a messaging guide, and that is going to be the brand voice. So this honestly, for me, once you have 
the other stuff done well, you can kind of skip the brand voice because it should be pretty clear in your explanation of your mission, vision, and values what the voice and tone of your brand are. But if you need to, you know, clarify something, be super like specific about something that maybe doesn't come off, um, this can be a great place to do it. So I like to keep it super simple, just one word for voice, one voice for, or one word for tone. And the examples here is voice could be like, so kind of like the general explanation for brand voice versus brand tone is like your brand voice is what you say and your tone is how you say it. So what this can really come down to is the difference between the words that you use and the style of words that you use and then the structure of your sentences, the formality of your language. So that would be tone and then voice would be more of the words itself. So if you are a an academic and you're targeting really like high level intelligent people who want to feel jargoned to almost and you're using a lot of big words, a lot of, you know, scientific formatting, a lot of that like serious language, your brand voice is going to be more more along the lines of like trustworthy, confident, intelligent, academic, using words that describe a person who would talk about your type of company. Whereas tone is going to be more about like how that person talks. So the difference between a confident and intelligent teacher who you were terrified of because they were so serious and harsh and um, intense with the way that they spoke versus a teacher who you loved because they always spoke with this expertise that was balanced with patience and lightheartedness and you know maybe a little bit of comedy here and there so it's all about you know your brand voice is what you're saying and then your tone is really like how what you're saying is being delivered to the people in your audience and that can help you decide formatting things like do you use gifs do you use emojis if you have this kind of light-hearted patient vibe absolutely but if you want this like really serious and potentially even intimidating could be a tone that you want to embrace you know balancing that with gifts and emojis is going to feel kind of silly. So using some kinds of, you know, ways to describe your brand voice and tone can just help shape the rest of your content, but so can examples of content that you do and don't like for your brand. Speaking of content you do and don't like, the final part of the brand voice guide is key terms and phrases. So if you have any taglines in addition to your main tagline that are used in certain situations, you can include this here and give a little bit of explanation for, you know, different use cases, formatting conventions, anything like that. If you are in an industry that is really particular or really regulated, and you are especially if you are working with an outside copywriter, this can be a great place to put like, you know, very specific. If you are talking about this thing, you must also include or you can never say um, formatting conventions like that for regulation purposes. So holy moly, I talked way longer than I thought I was going to, but that's just because I really love messaging guides. 
And if you take all of this and sketch out your messaging guide and hand it over to a copywriter, I almost guarantee it will be easier for them to create good revision-free copy for you to use throughout your marketing or on your website or wherever. If you listen to all of this and you're still here and you're like, this sounds cool, but I don't want to do it. Uh, like I said, you can hire me too. Just go to hayleyjohnson.com contact and fill out the form and we can get started on your own messaging guide. But if you were listening to this and you're like, hell yeah, I want to do that by myself, go to hayleyjohnson.com guide. You can download the template and get started. And you'll also get some information from me afterwards about ways that we can work together to either expand upon the template or just get some revisions once you're finished with it. Um, We can have a lot of fun with it. And I can't wait to see all of your messaging guides. These truly are one of my favorite parts of being a copywriter and getting to write copy for my marketing clients. So please, please, please send them my way because they make me so happy. All right. Have a great rest of your week whenever you're listening to this, and I'll catch you next time on Messy in the Middle.